We thank you. We thank you for visiting us with your divinity. We thank you that we are in your presence. We know our lives will never remain the same. Speak your word to us this morning. Speak expressly. May your word transform as it comes. We pray that your word will come with the resurrection power. May your word move us from where we are and plant us at the center of your will. We remove barriers to your word this morning. We break every wall standing against the entrance of your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask that your word will save. Your word will heal. Your word will deliver. Your word will encourage. Your word will inspire. Your word will, will guide and direct. May we benefit from your word this morning. Even as we mix it with faith. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome your neighbor and say welcome to the presence of God. Amen. Praise God. I'm very glad to be in the house of God this morning. How many of us are glad to be in the church? Hallelujah. It's good to have you back, pastors. <laughs> we missed you. Welcome back. Amen. Um, and thank you also for the opportunity to bring the word of God to the people of God. Amen. Uh, this morning we're going to be talking about vision. Uh, I entitled it, if you did the title, The Seed of Vision. Uh, lessons from the farmer. Amen. How many of you are from a farming village? Amen. We are going back to our roots this morning. Amen. The seed of vision. So the, the main focus will of course be the, the vision of uh, AGP. What is the vision? <coughs> to bring what? To bring the power of Christ into everyday situation or into everyday life. Amen. So I'll talk in that context, but I want you also to, uh, to listen to this message with your own personal vision in mind. Because the, the principle still applies. Amen. So, when, when, we, when I think of vision, I, I think of it like a seed. Vision is like a seed. It's something that starts very small. If, if you have a mango seed, that, that seed looks very small. But it's probably one of the most powerful force of nature that you're holding. That one single piece of seed. Praise God. Because within that seed is the potential of a tree, a mango tree. And you may want to stop there. That is already amazing. Just imagine from one seed, you can have a whole mango tree. But that, you can decide to stop there. Another person will say, from that seed, I'm not seeing a mango tree. I'm seeing a whole forest. I'm seeing a whole orchard of mangoes. That is the power of a seed. Vision is exactly the same. Vision is something that starts very small and needs to be cultivated patiently to produce fruits. Amen. So we're going to be taking lessons from a farmer this morning. So we're going to look at the process through which the farmer goes through from the, from the time he has a seed in his hands to the time that he actually harvests his crops. Amen. 
So the long road to harvest involves one of the first steps is checking the quality of the seed. And you can now say checking the quality of your vision because you can interchangeably use seed and vision in the context of this sermon. So when I say checking the quality of the seed, you can say checking the quality of the vision. Amen. Not every seed is planted by the farmer. farmer the farmer does not plant any kind of seed. In fact, I, I grew up uh, uh, in a very small village and my, my mom used to have a, a, a farm where she farms granots. And one of the things I hated most towards the rainy season, she would make us go through the process of selecting the good seeds. So there's, there's like a whole bowl of seeds and you're supposed to go through it one by one to see does this one have a defect, does this one have a defect, to select the good seeds that we, we can be sure will germinate when planted. Praise God. So there can be visions of bad quality that will not germinate or that will not produce in your life or that will not manifest even when you plant them. Praise God. I want to, us to read an example in Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 24. The Bible said therefore there will be no more false vision. That means there is what? There is a false vision. There can be a false vision. So Ezekiel was saying for there will be no more false visions or flattering divinations among the people of Israel. So there are some times that you think you have a vision, but all you're doing is actually telling yourself some good words to feel good about yourself. But they can't be false vision. And if you're not careful, you'll fall into the trap. The worst thing that can happen is to follow a leader that is giving you a false vision. Because you will waste your life and that vision will never produce. That seed will never produce. If you plant a bad seed, that seed will never germinate. You can give it all the water you need. You can give it all the things that is necessary for germination, but it never produces. So a false vision will never produce. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 16. Can you put that up? Jeremiah 23, verse 16. The Bible thus says the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you, what do they say? They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart. So there are people that will speak a vision of their own heart. And that is a bad seed that will not germinate. When the vision comes from somebody, ah, these words, if I put them together, they sound good. Let, let me make them my vision. It's just from your own heart. The Bible, the, the prophet Jeremiah said, do not speak, do not listen to such people that only, do, they do not consult God, they do not consult the word of God, they only sit down and come up with some nice flattering words and put together and say this is the vision. And many, many times people sheepishly follow those kind of people and they end up in a disaster. So they can be a bad vision. But where there is darkness, there is, there is the light. Praise God. So if they can be bad vision, that means they can also be a good, a good vision. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. The Bible says uh, in Acts chapter 10, verse 19, Peter was given a vision from God. And the Bible said while Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit told him there are three men waiting for you. Now, you may take that scripture out of context, but I want to say something that when God gives you a vision, he confirms it. Yeah. So while Peter was still thinking, what is this?
thing that I'm seeing, the spirit already spoke to confirm that, okay, there are three men already waiting for you. So good visions are visions that come from God. They are supported by God. Praise God. And God helps you in the accomplishments of those visions. Praise God. It's confirmed and it's supported by God himself. Amen. So let's do a quality control. If you are in a company, okay, Kenna, you can help us. Quality control of AGP vision. Let's see whether or not we have a good vision. Praise God. So what is our vision? It says what? No, this is, this is good. Let's, let's check. So that you are not just following this vision because you think that it sounds nice. But we want to make sure that we have a good vision. And when you are guaranteed that we have a good vision, then we can be sure that you can be dedicated to it with your whole life. Yes. Amen. So, bringing the power of Christ into everyday life. Now, there are two components of that vision. There is the substance of the vision and there is the subject of the vision. The substance of the vision is what is the power. So, the vision has a substance. So, we, have, we bring the power of Christ to everyday life. So, the world is the subject. The power is the substance. We are bringing the substance to the subject. So we're bringing the power of Christ into everyday situations. So what is that power? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says, but ye shall receive what? Power. You shall receive power. Okay. So... This vision that we are having is not something we created from our minds. It's actually in the scripture. God says to his disciples when he was living, he said, I'm going to give you something. He said, I'm going to give you power. He said, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And our vision says that we'll bring the power of Christ into everyday life. Okay, so let's check the second component. And ye shall be witnesses unto me where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. So we see an exact replica of our vision actually already in the scripture. Praise God. So we bring the power of Christ into everyday life. It's actually a summary of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 when God says, okay, I'm going to give you power and you take this power to the rest of the earth. You take this power to everywhere in the world. Praise God. We can see Acts chapter 10, verse 38, also in the life of Jesus. The Bible says, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. With power. And what did he do? He took that power to everyday life. Because he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So we see that very clearly. So Jesus Christ was anointed with power and he took that power into everyday life. Yeah. So when we say our vision is to bring the power of Christ to everyday life, we don't just, we didn't just come up with these words. We're actually following the vision that was already given by Jesus Christ to the church. Yeah. Amen. 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 <coughs> So, excuse me. 
also we see in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16, the Bible talks about us that we are the salt and the light of the world. Yeah. We are the salt and the light of the world. What makes us the salt and the light of the world is because we have received this power and it makes us a solution to the problem in the society. It makes us a solution to the problems that people go through each and every day. Amen. So we can conclude based on this that AGP mission is a seed of good quality. Praise God. We have a good quality seed. A seed that we are sure will germinate. Amen. But picking the seed is just one thing. Checking the quality of the seed is just the first step. You need to also pick the right ground and the right time for planting the seeds. Praise God. If you plant a seed on a rock and you say, I'm going to fast and pray that this seed will germinate, you can fast and pray for the rest of your life, that seed will not germinate because that seed is not planted in the right ground, in the right place. Praise God. If you say, okay, I'm going to plant this seed at the peak of the dry season in Nigeria, you can pray all you want, that seed will not germinate because it's not the right time for the seed. Praise God. So there is a time and a place for every vision. So let's check. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. The Bible says, but the vision is for what? For an appointed time. So every vision has an appointed time. Praise God. Every vision has an appointed time. So let's check. When is the appointed time for the vision of AGP? John chapter 4 verse 35. Let's see John chapter 4 verse 35. Jesus Christ was saying, uh, this was uh, when he was, uh, he met with a woman by the, by the well in Samaria. He said, my meat is to do the will of God, of my father who called me. And he now said in verse 35, say, say not, they are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. He said, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are already white to harvest. Praise God. So when is the right time for our vision? It is right now. It is right now. I, I will show you something. Uh, in Acts, uh, Acts chapter... Uh, I don't remember the exact uh, verse where Jesus Christ was telling them, he said, wait, when he was leaving. No, is it Acts? He said, wait for me in Jerusalem until you receive the power from on high. Let me check. Um, Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Uh, Acts 1 4. Can we check? Yes, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said, He, ye have heard of me. Praise God. So at this time, the, it was not the right time for the vision. Although it was his plan that the whole world should be saved, that the, the word, the, the gospel should be preached to every creature, but he said, no, but wait for the right time. 
He said, wait, just, just do not depart from Jerusalem. I know you're eager to preach the gospel, but wait first. Wait first in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. And what is that promise of the Father? Is the power. So he was saying, look, you cannot go without substance. You remember the sons of Scaphas, they went without substance. And they said, we, we command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches about. They didn't have the substance. Praise God. Jesus was saying, don't be like that. Wait until you have received the substance. Then you can take that substance to the world. And we see that confirmed in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, that they were, the, 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 the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they, they received that power. And so the right time is actually when we have received the power. How many of us have received the power of God? Praise God. If you have not received the power of God, come and talk to pastor. Praise God. So we have received the power. So the time is actually now. The time is now. Every seed also needs the right environment to prosper. We see that in Matthew chapter 13 verse 3 to 8. When Jesus Christ talked about the parable of the sower. So it said some seed fell by the roadside. Some seeds fell on, uh, on a rocky ground. Some seeds fell among thorns and they were not able to produce. So the, the quality of the seed may be good, but where you plant it also is very important. Yes. Amen. I want us to read Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 8. We will see why it is important to know where your vision should be planted. Jeremiah 17 verse 8. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when it comes. But her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the eyes of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruits. Why is it important to plant your seed in the right ground? Because there is something called drought. There is something called heat. There is something called challenges. People will say, no, you will never prosper in fattening. Uh, there are many churches like you that have come and have gone. You will never prosper. These are heats. These are droughts. But you are sure to stand when you are planted in the right ground. You are sure to stand. He said the, the, the tree is not even careful to see when the heat comes. He said, I don't care what they throw at me. I know I am planted by the riverside. I don't care if the whole earth is saying drought, there's no water. I don't care because I know I am planted yeah. in the right place. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, is our riverside. The Netherlands is our riverside. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We will not care anymore what people say about the gospel in this nation. Because we have a good quality seed and we have confirmation from God. We are planted in the right place. Amen. So we're going to take this place over for Jesus Christ. Amen. You have chosen the good ground. You have chosen the right time. You need to do the actual planting. Praise God. Luke chapter 1 verse 11. The Bible says Jesus Christ after he finished the parable. The disciples came to him. They said what did you mean with the parable? He started to explain to them. He said the seed is the word of God. Praise God. He said the seed is the word of God. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. The Bible said write the vision down. 
and make it plain. So that means that actually you should make noise about your vision. The requirements of the scripture say you should make it plain to everyone. So don't be the one that will say, people will be doubting, is this guy even a Christian? I see him sometimes in church, but I also see him in all these kind of places. Uh, people don't know where to place you. Be very clear about who you are. Be very clear and say, I come from a multicultural family that is anchored on the word of God. And we are people that are determined to bring the power of God into everyday life. Amen. You should make it very clear. That is how you plant your seed. People know that this guy has a vision. People know that, look, we can misbehave with other people, but don't come close to him because this guy is too focused. He's too focused for us to to distract him. So when you make yourself very plain, don't hide anything. The Christian has nothing to hide. Praise God. So you make plain your vision. Jesus Christ, the first time he stood to preach the gospel in the synagogue, he said, the Holy Spirit is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The first opportunity he had, he declared who he was. He said, this is my vision, this is my mission. Yeah. So when people meet you, the first thing they should learn about you is say, look, I'm a believer. Yeah. I am determined that everyone around me should be influenced by the power of God. Right. So you make your vision very plain. Yes. You make it very clear to everyone that comes around you. Amen. Amen. Psalms chapter 1, 26, verse 5. The Bible says, those that sow in tears. So actually, sometimes planting can be very painful. There are some times that you can sow in tears. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Because sometimes you can say, ah, I'm a Christian. And especially in some parts of Nigeria, when you say, I'm a Christian, you say, ah, get out. You will not get this job. You are planting in tears. You're planting in tears. Amen. When you know that declaring yourself as a Christian will be of a physical disadvantage, and you still do it. You're planting in tears. Yeah. But what the Bible says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Amen. You know there are two things you can do with the seed. You can plant the seed. You can also eat the seed as food. Yeah? The Bible says God will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So if you are an eater, you can actually eat your seed. And then you continue to beg next, uh, next harvest season. Amen. So planting your seed means actually you're sacrificing an opportunity to eat food. You're sacrificing because you can make a good meal out of that maize. You can make good ugali and eat it. But you say, no, these are seeds. I want to plant them. So you can say, oh no, at this time that I'm going to take to preach the gospel, I can as well use it to watch the new series on Netflix. Mm. But he said, you're actually eating your seed. Mm. Mm. So sometimes it can be sacrificial to plant. A farmer can have good seeds in his hands and he's very hungry in his stomach and he says, no, but I have a vision. I'm not going to eat these seeds. Although I know I'm hungry. At this moment, I know I'm hungry. So it's painful that I know this can be food, but I put it in the ground. Because I have a vision. 
I know that I shall reap in joy. Amen. Amen. Cultivating the vision. So planting the seed is also just one of the process. You have to cultivate it. So you fertilize and water the vision through prayer. Praise God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1. Let's read that. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 1. Finally, my brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord or the vision may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Amen. He said, finally, pray for us so that the word of God or that the vision of God, because the word of God and the vision of God are the same, because God says, go and preach the gospel to every creature. So our vision says we want to bring that power and the word of God into everyday life. So the scripture says, he said, true prayer we can actually make this vision to have a free course. Having a free course means to have no resistance, to have no obstacles, or to surmount every mount, uh, mountain or obstacle that is raised against the vision. So cultivating the vision means we are in the place of prayer about it. This nation must be saved. This nation must experience the power of God. What you're doing is you're watering the seed. You're watering the seed in prayer. You're also confessing, the Bible says in Joshua 1 verse 8, that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That means it should, you should, there's not a time that you should stop talking about the vision. There's not a time that you should stop talking about the word of God to everyone you meet. Amen. And then actions of faith. James chapter 2. The Bible says there is no faith without works is actually death. So now this is very important. You can, you, can, you can plant the seed, you can have a very good vision and make all the confessions, but without taking the actual steps necessary to make it come to pass, it will not come to pass. Every vision needs an effort to make it come to pass. Praise God. So there are physical activities. It's not just in the spirit. You say, bah, 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 this vision will come to pass. Yes. Prayer is very important. You are watering the seeds in prayer. You are watering the plants in prayer. But there are some physical activities that, that you need to be engaged in to bring this word come to pass. Jesus Christ didn't sit and say, Father, this word must be saved. The Bible said he was everywhere. Today he's in Galilee. Tomorrow he's in Capernaum. He was physically going, trekking all the time, going through the pressures of, of the heat in the desert to preach the gospel to people. Praise God. So if need be, we need to go for evangelism. We need, when time is for evangelism, we need to go for evangelism. Amen. Amen. There are some physical things that we need to implement to make sure, and we'll talk about this in the course of time. What, what, what are the requirements? What can you contribute to this vision? What can you actually do? What can you actually bring to the table when we talk about the vision of AGP? So these are called the actions of faith. So faith without works is dead. Amen. The final thing is to patiently wait for the harvest. I want us to read a very long scripture, James chapter 5, verse 7 to 11. James chapter 5, verse 7 to 11. It said, Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman or the farmer 
waited for the precious fruits of the earth and had long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering, afflictions, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Amen. Amen. Another translation says, say, look at the farmer, how he patiently waits for his harvest. One of the most discouraging experiences you can have is to to really be engaged in a lot of activities and you're not seeing immediate results. It can be discouraging. It can be very discouraging. Imagine if the farmer, maybe he plants some potatoes and he plants some potatoes and he is not patient for the harvest. So every, every day he goes and dig the ground. Is this potato done? He says it's not done. He covers it. And tomorrow he comes again. He digs the ground. Is this thing done? When are you going to be done? He will destroy the plants before the harvest. Yes. Praise God. So when, when sometimes we are, I mean, let's do all that we can. All that we can with our strength and our power. But don't expect immediate results. Do not expect immediate results. That when, when, when I preach today, everyone I speak to must give their lives to Christ. No. You are planting a seed. Wait for the harvest. Some people will come back later. Five years. Pastor used to give an example that he stayed with somebody in a room and, you know, that person, years later, I came and said, Pastor, because of you, I gave my life to Christ. So you may just plant the seed. Don't hold back the word of God. Even if the person speaks back at your face, plant the seed and leave the rest to God. Just plant the seed, water it in prayer. When you are finished, the person, ah, don't believe in God. You plant the seed and go back to the place of prayer and keep watering that seed in the prayer, place of prayer. Keep declaring, this person will know you, God. This person, there are some, one evangelist, he said, give me Scotland or I die. Mm. He stood in the place of prayer and said, this nation, they must hear you. They must come back to you. They must, they must be born again. So our responsibility is to do all that is in our capacity to do. It is not your responsibility to save anybody, but it's your responsibility to lead them to someone who can save them. Yes. Praise God. It's your responsibility to lead them to Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, the word of God, what makes the word of God different from any other word is that it carries life within itself. Praise God. The word of God carries life within itself. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So everything was made by the word. And without the word, there was nothing made that would have been made. In this word was life. And this life was the light of men. So the word of God is not like every ordinary word. Mm. You can speak to the person and say, Ah, you look nice, your dress is good, you, you can hype the person. That word will not change anybody. But when you speak the word of God, the word of God carries life. Yeah. And within that word itself, the, remember how we were saved? The Bible says that um, you were saved, but 
by faith were you saved, but not of yourself. But it was the gift of God. That gift of God was wrapped in the word of God and sent to you. And as you receive the word of God, the word carries itself within that gift of faith that helped you to believe. It's not any man that convinced you to believe the word of God. It's not, it's not, that's why Paul said we don't come with enticing words of man's wisdom. No. We don't just preach the gospel by speaking some good grammatical English. We speak the word of God as the word of God comes. It comes along with the gift of faith that helps you to believe it and to be saved. So your responsibility is to just speak the word. The word itself carries power to change. The word itself carries power to transform anyone that hears it. Praise God. So we must be patient for our harvest. And we must never give up on anyone. Praise God. The farmer never gives up. He checks and he's not doing saying, no, my crops will they, they, they will mature. The farmer never gives up on his crops. We must never give up on our vision. Yeah. We must never give up. Like I said earlier, there will be challenges. Yeah. There will be trials. There will be tribulations. There will be people that will question the vision. But once we are established on a good foundation, we will not be moved. Praise God. So we are determined to bring the power of Christ into everyday life. Amen. Amen. When we do all these steps, then we can be sure of the harvest. Our vision will come to pass. To bring the power of Christ to the Netherlands in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Shall we be on our feet? Praise God. So I wanted to pray for your.